हेलो फ्रेंड्स आई एम प्रदीप कुमार आचार्य नाउ आई विल रीड द टॉपिक केमिकल कंपाउंड्स इट इज चैप्टर नंबर सेवन फ्रॉम द बुक कॉन्साइज इनोरिक केमिस्ट्री इट इज रिटन बाय जे डी ली इट इज द फिफ्थ एडिशन सो आई स्टार्ट नाउ द कॉर्डिनेशन कंपाउंड सब हेडिंग डबल सॉल्ट एंड कॉर्डिनेशन कॉम्पाउंड्स एडिशन कॉम्पाउंड्स आर फॉर्मड वेन स्टेशोमेट्रिक अमाउंट ऑफ टू और मोर स्टेबल कॉम्पाउंड्स ज्वाइन टूगेदर फॉर एग्जाम्पल के सी एल प्लस एम जी सी एल टू प्लस सिक्स एच टू ओ बी कॉन्वर्टेड के सी एल डॉट एम जी सी एल टू डॉट सिक्स एच टू ओ it is called carnalite similarly k2so4 plus al2so4 whole thrice plus 24h2o will be converted to the potassium alum whose formula is k2so4 dot al2so4 whole thrice dot 24h2o again cuso4 plus 4 NH3 plus H2O will be converted to Cu CuSO4 dot 4 NH3 dot H2O. It is called tetramine copper 2 sulfate monohydrate. And FeCN whole twice plus 4 KCN will be converted to FeCN whole twice dot Four KCN. This called potassium ferrocyanide. These all products are called the addition compounds. Addition compounds are of two types. Number one, those which lose their identity in solution, that means double salt. Number two, those which retain their identity in solution, that means complexes. when crystals of carnalites are dissolved in water the solution shows the properties of k+ mg2+ and cl- ions in a similar way a solution of potassium alum shows the properties of k+ al3+ and so4 2- ions these are both examples of double salts which exist only in the crystalline state when the other two examples of coordination compounds dissolve they do not form simple ions as cu2+ or fe2+ or cn- but instead their complex ions remain intact thus the cupro ammonium ion that means cu h2o whole twice nh3 whole four and whole to the part 2 plus and the ferrocyanide ion that means fe cn whole six to the part four minus exist as distinct entities both in the solid and in solution complex ions are shown by the use of square brackets 
compounds containing these ions are called coordination compound the chemistry of metal ions in solution is essentially the chemistry of their complexes transition metal ions in particular form many stable complexes in solution free metal ions are coordinated either to water or to other ligands thus co2 plus exist as the pale blue complex ions that means third bracket cu first bracket h2o bracket close subscript 6 third bracket close to the power 2 plus that means cu h2o whole 6 whole to the power 2 plus in aqueous solution and also in hydrated crystalline salts if aqueous ammonia is added to this solution the familiar deep blue cupro ammonium ion is formed that means cu h2o whole 6 to the power 2 plus plus 4 nh3 is in equivalent with the product cu h2o whole twice nh3 whole 4 whole to the power 4 2 plus plus 4 h2o i am repeating once again the equation third bracket cu first bracket h2o first bracket close subscript 6 third bracket close superscript 2 plus plus 4 nh3 is in equivalent with the product third bracket cu first bracket h2o first bracket close subscript 2 first bracket nh3 first bracket close subscript 4 third bracket close to the power 2 plus plus 4 h2o note that this reaction is a substitution reaction and the nh3 replaces water in the complex ion now the heading is warner's work warner's or warner's quotation theory in 1893 in the year 1893 was the first attempt to explain the bonding in quotation complexes it must be remembered that this imaginative theory was put forward before the electron has been discovered by jj thomson in the year 1896 and before the electronic theory of valency this theory and his painstaking work over the next 20 years won alfred warner's the nobel prize for chemistry in the year 1913 complexes must have been a complete mystery without any knowledge of bonding or structure for example why does a stable salt like cocl cocl3 reacts with a varying number of stable molecules of a compound such as nh3 to give several new compounds that means cocl cl3.6 
ডিফ্রাকশনিস্ট্রি was able to explain the nature of bonding in complexes and he concluded that in complexes the metal shows two different sorts of valency number 1 primary valencies these are non directional the modern explanation would be as follows the complex commonly exist as a positive ion The primary valency is the number of charges on the complex ion. In compounds, this charge is matched by the same number of charges from negative ions. Primary valency applies equally well to simple salts and to complexes. Thus in CoCl2 in this case the co2 plus plus 2 cl minus so in co cl2 there are two primary valencies that is two ionic bonds the complex co nh3 holds 6 cl3 it can be write as third bracket co first bracket nh3 first bracket close subscript 6 third bracket close cl3 in this complex actually exist as co nh3 all 6 to the power 3 plus plus 3 cl minus thus the primary valency is 3 as there there are three ionic bonds number 2 secondary valencies these are directional in modern times the number of secondary valencies equal the number of ligand atoms coordinated to the metal this is now called the quotation number ligands are commonly negative ions such as cl minus or neutral molecules such as nh3 less commonly ligands may be positive ions such as no plus each metal has a characteristic number of secondary valencies thus in cnh3 6 cl3 the 3 cl minus are held by primary valencies the 6 nh3 groups are held by secondary valencies secondary valencies are directional and so a complex ion has a particular shape as for example the complex ion co nh3 whole 6 to the power 3 plus is octa octahedral warnard deduced the shapes of many complexes he did this by preparing as many 
different isomeric complexes of a system as was possible he noted the number of isomers formed and related this number to the number of isomers predicted for different geometric shapes the most common coordinate number in transition metal complexes is 6 and the shape is usually octahedral the coordination number 4 is also common and this gives rise to either tetrahedral or square planar complexes warner treated cold solutions of a series of coordination complexes with an excess of silver nitrate and weighted the silver chloride precipitated the stoichiometries of complexes in agcl formed are as follows cocl3.6 nh3 will be converted uh, 3 agcl cocl3.5 nh3 converted to 2 agcl cocl3.4 nh3 will get only one molecule of agcl warner deduced that in cocl3.6 nh3 the three chlorine acted as primary valences and the six ammonias are secondary valences in modern terms the complex is written as co nh3 whole 6 cl3 the three cl minus ions are ionic and hence is precipitated as agcl by agno3 the six nh3 ligands form coordinate bonds to co3 plus forming a complex ion co nh3 whole 6 to the power 3 plus warner deduced that loss of 1 nh3 from cocl3 6 nh3 should give cocl3.5 nh3 and at the same time 1 cl changed from being a primary valency to the secondary valency thus this complex had two primary valencies and six secondary valencies in modern terms the complex cocnh3 whole 5 cl cl2 that means it can be written as third bracket co first bracket nh3 first bracket close subscript 5 cl third bracket closed cl2 and this complex ionizes to give cocnh3 whole 5 cl to the power 2 plus and 2 cl minus ions thus only two of the three chlorine atoms are ionic and thus only two are precipitated as agcl with agno3 5 nh3 and 1 cl form coordinate bonds to co3 plus forming a complex ion similarly in cocl3.4 nh3 warner deduced that one 
chloroquine cl formed a primary valency and that there are six secondary valencies that means two cl and four nh3 in modern times the complex that means the co nh3 or four cl2 cl ionizes to give co nh3 or four cl2 whole to the power plus plus cl minus and so only one cl minus can be perceived as agcl the condition number of co3 plus is 6 in this case 4 nh3 and 2 cl minus form coordinate bond to co3 plus the old and modern ways of writing the formula of this complexes can be practiced from the table 7.1 of this book the warner established that the number of secondary valencies that is the quotation number was 6 in these complexes he then attempted to find the shapes of the complexes the possible arrangements of six groups round one atom are a planar hexagon a trigonal prism and an octahedron Warner then compared the number of isomeric forms he had obtained with the theoretical number of each of the possible shapes. This result strongly he has written the results in a table mentioned in this book table number 7.2. and these results strongly suggested that the these complexes have an octahedral shapes this proof was not absolute proof as it was just possible that the correct experimental condition had not been found for preparing all the isomers more recently the excess structures have been determined and this established that the shape is octahedral most recently with a bidentate ligand such as ethylene diamine that means 1 diaminoethene two optically active isomers have been found in a similar way warner studied a range of complexes which included platinum to that means i am repeating once again third bracket pt in two state first bracket nh3 first bracket close subscript to cl2 third bracket close and pd in two state nh3 hold twice cl2 the quotation number is 4 in both cases and the shape could be either tetrahedral or square planar warner was able to prepare two different isomer for these complexes a tetrahedral complex can only exist in one form but the square planar complex can exist in two isomeric forms this proof of these complexes are square planar rather than the tetrahedral
now submitting more recent methods of studying complexes the electrical conductivity of a solution of an ionic material depends on number 1 the concentration of solute number 2 the number of charges on the species which are formed on dissolution molar conductivity is related to a one molar solution and thus the concentration factor is removed the total number of charges on the species formed when the complex dissolves can be deduced by comparison of its molar conductivity with that of known simple ionic materials these conductivities suggest the same structures for the cobalt ammonia chlorine complexes mentioned earlier as do the results from warner's agcl agcl experiments the freezing point of a liquid is lowered when a chemical substance is dissolved in it cryoscopic measurements involve measuring how much the freezing point is lowered the depression of freezing point obtained depends on the number of particles present cryoscopic measurements can be used to find if a molecule dissociates and how many ions are formed if a molecule dissociates into two ions it will give twice the expected depression for a single particle if three ions are formed this will give three times the expected depression thus lcl we converted to li plus plus cl minus then it is two particles that means two charges mgcl2 is mg2 plus plus 2 cl minus it has three particles and will give four charges similarly lacl3 will be converted to la3 plus plus 3 cl minus it has four particles and it will give six charges the number of particles formed from a complex molecule determines the size of the depression of freezing points note that the number of particles formed may be different from the total number of charges which can be obtained from conductivity measurements the two types of information can be used together to establish the structure the magnetic moment can be measured which will be discussed in chapter number 18 in the magnetic properties this magnetic moment provides information about the number of unpaired electrons spins present in a complex from this it is possible to decide how the electrons are arranged and which orbitals are occupied sometimes the structure of the complex can be deduced from this for example the compound ni in state number 2 nh3 hole 4 no3 hole 2 dot 2h2o might contain four ammonia molecules coordinate to nickel in a square planar that means ni nh3 hole 4 to the power 2 plus ion and two molecules of water of crystallization and have no unpaired electrons 
Alternatively, the water might be coordinated to the metal giving an octahedral. That means NiH2O whole twice NH3 whole 4 and whole to the power 2 plus complex with two unpaired electrons. Both these complex ions exist and their structure can be deduced from magnetic measurements. Dipole moments may, may also yield structural information but only for non-ionic complexes. For example, the complex PT NH3O2CL2 is square planar and can exist as cis or transforms. The dipole moments from the various metal ligand bonds cancel out in the trans configuration. However, a finite dipole moment is given by the cis arrangement. Electron spectra that means UV and visible spectra also provide valuable information on the energy of the orbitals and on the shape of the complex. By this means it is possible to distinguish between tetrahedral and octahedral complexes and whether the shape is distorted or regular. The most powerful method however is the X-ray determination of the crystal structure. This provides details of the exact shape and the bond lengths and angles of the atoms in the structure. Now the surveying effective atomic numbers. The number of secondary valences in the Warner theory is now called the coordination number of the central metal in the complex. This is the number of ligand atoms bonded to the central metal ion. Each ligand donates an electron pair to the metal ion, thus forming a coordinate bond. Transition metals form coordination compound very readily because they have vacant d orbitals which can accommodate these electron pairs. The electronic arrangement of the noble gases is known to be very stable. Sidwick with his effective atomic number rule suggested that electron pairs from ligands were added until the central metal was surrounded by the same number of electrons as the next noble gas. Consider potassium hexacyanoferrate 2, that means iodine two, number 2 state, that means K4FeCN6. In this case, uh, the iron atom has 26 electrons and so the central metal ion Fe2 plus has 24 electrons, thus the next noble gas krypton has 36 electrons. Thus the addition of 6 electron pairs from 6 Cn- ligands at 12 electrons, thus raising the effective atomic number. Effective atomic number in short, it is called EAN, capital E, capital A, capital N. So this effective atomic number of Fe2 plus in the complex FeCn6 equal to the 4 minus to 36. That means 24 plus first bracket 6 multiplied by 2 bracket close it will convert to 36. 
the en rule correctly predicts the number of ligands in many complexes there are however a significant number of exceptions where the en is not quite that of a noble gas if the original metal ion has an odd number of electrons for example adding of electron pairs cannot result in a noble gas structure the tendency to attain a noble gas configuration is a significant factor but not a necessary condition for complex formation it is also necessary to produce a symmetrical structure that means tetrahedral square planar octahedral irrespective of the number of electrons involved now subheading shapes of d orbitals since d orbitals are often used in quadration complexities important to study their shapes and distribution in space the 5d orbitals are not identical and the orbitals may be divided into two sets the 3 t2g small t subscript 2g these 3 t2g orbitals are identical shapes and point between the axis x y and z the 2eg orbitals eg means small e subscript small g is 2 eg orbitals have different shapes and points along the axis Altern- alternative name for t2g and eg are del epsilon and del gamma respectively now the heading is bonding in transition metal complexes there are three theories of metal to ligand bonding in complexes all dating back to the 1930s number 1 valence bond theory this theory was developed by pauling coordination compounds contain complex ions in which ligands form coordinate bonds to the metal thus the ligand must have a lone pair of electrons and the metal must have an empty orbital of suitable energy available for bonding the theory considers which atomic orbitals on the metal are used for bonding from this shape and stability of the complex are predicted the theory has two main limitations most transition metals complexes are colored but the theory provides no explanation for their electronic spectra further the theory does not explain why the magnetic properties vary with temperature for these reasons it has largely been superseded by the crystal field theory moreover it is of interest for study as it shows the continuity of the development of modern ideas from werner theory now subheading crystal field theory in short cft this theory was proposed by beth and van leek the attraction between the 
central metal and ligands in the complex is considered to be purely electrostatic thus bonding in the complex may be ion ion attraction that means between positive and negative ions such as co3 plus and cl minus alternatively ion dipole attraction may give rise to bonding if the ligand is a neutral molecule such as nh3 or co nh3 has a dipole moment with a del minus charge on nitrogen that means n and del plus charge on h thus in co nh3 whole 6 whole to the power 3 plus the del minus charge on the nitrogen atom of each nh3 points towards the co3 plus this theory is simple it has been remarkably successful in explaining the electronic spectra and magnetism of transition metal complexes particularly when allowance is made for the possibility of some covalent interactions between the orbitals on the metal and ligand when some allowance is made for covalency the theory is often renamed as the legal ligand field theory three types of interactions are possible sigma overlap of orbitals pi overlap of orbitals or d pi p pi bonding that means back bonding due to the pi overlap of full d orbitals on the metal with empty p orbitals on the ligands now subheading molecular orbital theory both covalent and ionic contributions are fully allowed in for in this theory though his theory is probably the most important approach to chemical bonding it has not displaced to other theories this is because the quantitative calculations involved are difficult and lengthy involving the use of extensive computer time much of the qualitative description can be obtained by other approaches using symmetry and group theory now subheading valence bond theory the formation of a complex may be considered as a series of hypothetical steps first the appropriate metal ion is taken as per example co3 plus a cobalt ion that means a co ion has the outer electronic structure 3d74s2 thus a co3 plus ion will have the structure 3d6 and the electrons will be arranged if this ion forms a complex with six ligands then six empty atomic orbitals are required on the metal ion to receive the quadrated lone pairs of electrons the orbitals used are the 4s 3 4p and 2 4d orbitals these are hybridized to give a set of six equivalent sp3d2 hybrid orbitals a ligand orbital containing a lone pair of electrons forms a quadrate bond by overlapping with an 
empty hybrid orbital on the metal ion in this way a sigma bond is formed with each ligand the d orbitals used are the 4 d x square minus y square and 4 d z square since the outer 4d orbitals are used for bonding this is called an outer orbital complex the energy of these orbitals is quite high so that the complex will be reactive or labile the magnetic moment depends on the number of unpaired electrons the 3d label contains the maximum number of unpaired electrons for a d6 arrangement so this is sometimes called a high spin or a spin free complex an alternative octahedral arrangements is possible when the electrons on the metal ion is rearranged as before the lone pair from the ligands since low low energy inner d orbitals are used this is called an inner orbital complex such complexes are more stable than the outer orbital complexes the unpaired electrons in the metal ion have been forced to pair up and so this is now a low spin complex in this particular case all the electrons are paired so the complex will be diamagnetic the metal ion could also form four coordinate complexes and two different arrangements are possible it must be remembered that hybrid orbitals do not actually exist hybridization is a mathematical manipulation of the wave equations for the atomic orbitals involved this theory does not explain the color and spectra of the complexes this theory shows the number of unpaired electrons now the details about the crystal field theory the crystal field theory is now much more widely accepted than the valence bond theory it assumes that the attraction between the central metal and the ligands in a complex is purely electrostatic the transition metal which forms the central atom in the complex is regarded as a positive ion of charge equal to the oxidation state this is surrounded by negative ligands or neutral molecules which have a lone pair of electrons if the ligand is a neutral molecule such as nh3 the negative end of the dipole in the molecule is directed towards the metal ion the electrons on the central metal are under repulsive forces from those on the ligands thus the electrons occupy the d orbitals farthest away from the direction of approach of ligand in the crystal field theory the following assumptions are made number 1 ligands are treated as point charges number 2 there is no interaction between metal orbitals and ligand orbitals number 3 the d orbitals on the metal all have the same energy that is degenerate in the free atom however when a complex is formed the ligands destroy the degeneracy of these orbitals that is the orbitals now have different energies in an isolated gaseous metal ion the 5d orbitals 
do all have the same energy and are termed degenerate if a spherically symmetrical field of negative ions surround the metal ion the d orbitals remain degenerate however the energy of the orbitals is raised because of repulsion between the field and the electrons on the metal in most transition metal complexes either six or four ligands surrounded the metal giving octahedral or tetrahedral structures in both of these cases the field produced by the ligands is not spherically symmetrical thus the d orbitals are not all affected equally by the ligand field now the subheading is the octahedral complexes in an octahedral complex the metal is at the center of the octahedron and the ligands are at the six corners the directions x y and z points to three adjacent corners of the octahedrons the lobes of the eg orbitals that means dx square minus y square and dz square point along the axis x y and z the lobes of the t2g orbitals that means dxy dxz and dyz point in between the axes it follows that the approach of six ligands along the x y z minus x minus 1 and minus z directions will increase the energy of the dx square minus y square and dz square orbital which point along the axis much more than it increases the energy of the dxy dxz and dyz orbitals which point between the axis thus under the influence of an octahedral ligand field the d orbitals split into two groups of different energies rather than referring to the energy level of an isolated metal atom the weighted mean of these two sets of perturbed orbitals is taken at as the zero this is sometimes called the body center the difference in energy between the two d levels are given either of the symbol delta zero or 10 dq that means 10 capital d small q it follows that the eg orbitals are plus 0.6 delta 0 above the average level and the t2g orbitals are minus 0.4 delta 0 below the average the size of the energy gap delta 0 between the t2g and eg levels can be measured easily by recording the uv visible spectrum of the complex consider a complex like tih2o whole 6 to the power 3 plus the ti3 plus ion has one d electron in the complex this will occupy the orbital with the lowest energy that is one of the t2g orbitals the complex absorbs light of the correct wavelength is energy to promote the electron from the t2g level to the 
इजी लेवल त इलेक्ट्रॉन स्पेक्ट्रम 40i h2o कोल्टू तो बाय 3 3 प्लस विल गेट द स्टीप पार्ट ऑफ द कार्ब फ्रॉम 27000 टू 30000 cm इनवर्स इन द यूवी रीजन इज ड्यू टू द चार्ज ट्रांसफर द डीडी ट्रांजिशन इज द सिंगल ब्रॉड पीक विथ मैक्सिमम एट 20300 cm इनवर्स सिंस 1 किलो जूल पर मोल इज इक्वल टू 83.7 cm इनवर्स the value of delta 0 for Ti H2O by 3 plus is 22,300 divided by 83.7 that means it will be equal to 243 Convenient way of measuring delta G values. However, delta zero values can also be obtained from values of the observed lattice energies and those calculated using the bond lande equation. Solutions containing the hydrated Ti3 plus ion are reddish violet colored. This is because yellow and green light are absorbed to excite the electron. Thus, the transmitted light is the complementary color red-violet. Because of the crystal field splitting of d orbitals, the single d electron in TiH2O whole to the power 3 plus occupies an energy level 2 by 5 delta 0 below the average energy of the d orbitals. As a result, the complex is more stable. The crystal field stabilization energy, in short it is called the CFAC. So this crystal field stabilization energy is in this case 2, 2 by 5 multiplied by 243 is equal to 97 kilojoule per mole. The magnitude of delta G delta 0 depends on the three factors. Number one, the nature of the ligands. Number two, the charge on the metal ion. Number three, whether the metal is in the first, second, or third row of transition elements. Examination of the spectra of a series of complexes of the same metal with different ligands shows the position of the absorption band and hence the value of delta zero varies depending on the ligands which are attached. Ligands which cause only a small degree of crystal field splitting are termed weak field ligand. Ligands which cause a large splitting are called strong field ligands. Most delta values are in the range of 7000 cm inverse to 30000 cm inverse. The common ligand can be arranged in ascending order of crystal field splitting delta. The order remains practically constant for different metals and the this series is called the spectrochemical series. 
The spectrochemical series is an experimentally determined series. It is difficult to explain the order as it incorporates both the effects of sigma and pi bonding. The halides are in the order expected from electrostatic effects. In other cases, we must consider covalent bonding to explain the order. A pattern of increasing sigma donation is followed. Halide donors is less than oxygen donor, less than nitrogen donor, less than carbon donors. The crystal field spreading produced by the strong field CN- ligand is about double that for weak field ligands like the halide ions. This is attributed to pi bonding in which the metal donates electrons from a field T2G orbital into a vacant orbital on the ligand. In a similar way, many unsaturated N donors and C donors may also act as a pi acceptors. The magnitude of delta zero increases as the charge on the metal ion increases. For the first row transition metal ions, the values for delta zero for M3 plus complexes are roughly 50% larger than the values for M2 plus complexes. And those transition metals are Ti, B, Cr, Mn, Fe, Co, Ni, and Cu. That means titanium, vanadium, chromium, manganese, iron, cobalt, nickel, and copper. The values of delta 0 also increases by about 30% between adjacent members down a group of transition elements. The crystal field stabilization energy in TiH2O6 plus, which has a D1 configuration has previously been shown to be minus 0.4 delta 0 in a similar way complexes containing a metal ion with a D2 configuration will have a FS a CFSE that means the crystal fields splitting energy of 2 multiplied by minus 0.4 delta 0 that means is equal to minus 0.8 delta 0 by singly filling 2 of the 22G orbitals. This is in agreement with the Hund's rule that the arrangement of the maximum number of unpaired electrons is the most stable. Complexes of D3 metal ion have a CFSE of 3 multiplied by minus 0.4 delta 0 that means it is ultimately equal to minus 1.2 delta 0. Complexes with a metal ion with a D4 configuration would be expected to have an electronic arrangement in accordance with Hund's rule with 4 unpaired electrons and the CFSE will be 3 multiplied by minus 0.4 delta 0 plus 0.6 delta 0 and ultimately it will be minus 0.6 delta 0. An alternative arrangement of electrons which does not comply with the Hund rules 
is shown in a figure. This arrangement has two unpaired electrons and the CFAC is 0 multiplied by minus uh, 4 multiplied by minus 0.4 delta 0 and it will be ultimately minus 1.6 delta 0. The CFAC is larger than in the previous case. However, the energy P that means capital P used to pair the electrons must be allowed for. So the total stabilization energy is minus 1.6 delta 0 plus P. These two arrangements differ in the number of unpaired electrons. The one with the most unpaired electrons is called the high spin or spin free and the other one the low spin or spin paired arrangement. Both arrangements have been found to exist which arrangement occurs for any particular complex depends on whether the energy to promote an electron to the upper EG level that is the crystal field splitting delta 0 and is greater than the energy to pair electrons that is capital P in the lower T2G level. For a given metal ion, P is constant, thus the amount of crystal field splitting is determined by the strength of the ligand field. A weak field ligand such as Cl- will only cause a small splitting, splitting of energy levels that means delta 0, thus it will be more favorable energetically for electrons to occupy the upper, upper EG level and have a high spin complex rather than to pair electrons. In a similar way, strong field ligands such as Cn- cause a large splitting delta 0. In this case, it requires less energy to pair the electrons and form a low spin complex. Similar arguments apply to high and low spin complexes of metal ions with D5, D6 and D7 configurations. Now the subheading is effects of crystal field splitting. In octahedral complexes, the filling of T2G orbitals decreases the energy of a complex that is makes it more stable by minus 0.4 delta 0 per electron. Filling EG orbitals increases the energy by plus 0.6 delta 0 per electron. The total crystal field stabilization energy is given by CFAC in octahedral is equal to minus 0.4 nT2g plus 0.6 nEg, where nT2g and nEg are the number of electrons occupying the T2g and Eg orbitals respectively. The CFAC is 0 for ions with D0 and D10 configurations in both strong and weak ligand fields. The CFAC is also 0 for D5 configurations in a weak field. All the other arrangements have some CFAC which increases the thermodynamic stability of the complexes. Thus many transition metals compounds have a higher measured lattice energy that means obtained by calculations using the term in the Born-Haber cycle then is calculated using the Born-Lunde-Born-Mayer equations. In contrast, the measured Born-Haber 
and the calculated values for compounds of the main groups which have no CFEC is in close agreement. There is also close agreement in MnF2 which has a D5 configuration and a weak field ligand, hence there is no CFEC. A plot of lattice energies of the halides of the first root transition elements in the divalent state is given in the figure in this book. In the solid, the condition number of these metals is 6 and so the structures are analogous to octahedral complexes. The graphs of each halide show a minimum at Mn2+, which has a D5 configuration. In a weak field, this has a high spin arrangement with 0 CFAC. The configuration D0 and D10 also have 0 CFAC. The broken line through the Ca+, Mn2+, and Zn2+, represents zero stabilization. The heights of other points above this line are the crystal field stabilization energies. The hydration energies of the M2 plus ion of the first row transition elements are plotted. M G2 plus plus excess H2O will be converted to M H2O whole 6 to the power 2 plus. The ion Ca2 plus, Mn2 plus, and Zn2 plus have G, D0, D5, and D10 configurations and have zero CFAC. An almost straight line can be drawn through these points. The distance of the other points above this line corresponds to the CFAC. Values obtained in this way agree with those obtained spectroscopically. A similar graph of the M3 plus ion is shown in figure in this book. Here the D0, D5 and D10 species are SC3+, Fe3+, and Ga3+. The ionic ready for M2 plus ions may be expected to decrease smoothly from Ca2 plus to Zn2 plus because of the increasing nuclear charge and the poor shielding by D electrons. A plot of this ready also given in this book in figure. The change in size is not regular. The smooth line is drawn through the Ca2+, Mn2+, and Zn2+. These have D0, D, D5, and D10 configurations as the D orbitals are empty, half-filled, or full. These arrangements constitute an almost spherical field around the nucleus. In Ti2+, the D electrons occupy orbitals away from the ligands, providing little or no shielding of the nucleus charge, thus the ligands are drawn closer to the nucleus. The increased nuclear charge has an even greater effect in this case of B2+. At Cr2+, the Eg level contains one electron. This is concentrated in the direction of the ligands thus providing very good shielding. 
Thus, the ligands can no longer approach so closely, and the ionic radius increases. The increase in size is continued with the filling of the second eg orbitals at Mn2+. The screening by the eg orbitals is so good that the radius of Mn2+ is slightly smaller than it would be if it were in a truly spherical field. The same sequence of size changes is repeated in the second half of the series. Now Savading is tetragonal distortion of octahedral complexes that means John Taylor distortion. The shape of transition metal complexes is determined by the tendency of electron pairs to occupy positions as far away from each other as possible. This is the same as for the main group compounds and complexes. In addition, the shapes of transition metal complexes are affected by whether the d orbitals are symmetrically or asymmetrically filled. Repulsion by six ligands in an octahedral complex splits the d orbitals on the central metal into T2g and TEg levels. It follows that there is a corresponding repulsion between the d electrons and the ligands in the d electrons are symmetrically arranged they do repel all six ligands equally thus the structure will be a completely regular octahedron all other arrangements have a asymmetrical arrangements of d electrons if the d electrons are asymmetrically arranged they will repel some ligands in the complex more than others thus the structure is distorted because some ligands are prevented from approaching the metal as closely as others the eg orbitals point directly at the ligands Thus, asymmetric filling of the eg orbitals results in some ligands being repelled more than others. This causes a significant distortion of the octahedral shape. In contrast, the T2g orbitals do not point directly at the ligands but point in between the ligand directions. Thus, asymmetric filling of the T2g orbitals has only a very few effect on the stereochemistry. Distortion caused by asymmetric filling of the T2g orbitals is usually too small to measure. The electronic arrangements which will produce a large distortion is shown in, the, in a table mentioned in this book. The two eg orbitals that means dx square minus y square and dz square are normally degenerate. However, if they are asymmetrically filled then the, this degeneracy is distorted and the two orbitals are no longer equal in energy. 
if the dz square orbital contains one more electron than the dx square minus y square orbital then the ligands approaching along plus z and minus z will encounter greater repulsion than the other four ligands the repulsion and distortion results in elongation of the octahedron along the z axis this is called tetragonal distortion strictly it should be called tetragonal elongation this form of distortion is commonly observed if the d x square minus y square orbital contains the extra electron then elongation will occur along the x and y axis this means that the ligands approach more closely along the z axis thus there will be four long bonds and two short bonds this is equivalent to compressing the octahedron along the z axis and is called tetragonal compression tetragonal elongation is much more common than tetragonal compression and it is not possible to predict which will occur for example the crystal structure of crf2 is distorted rutile tio2 structure cr2 plus is octahedrally surrounded by 6 f minus and there are four crf bonds of length 1.98 to 2.01 angstrom and two longer bonds of length 2.43 angstrom the octahedron is said to be tetragonally distorted the electronic arrangement in cr2 plus is d4 f minus is a weak field ligand and so the t2g level contains three electrons and the eg level contains one electron the d x square minus y square orbital has four lobes while the d z square orbital has only two lobes pointing at the ligands to minimize repulsion with the ligands the single eg electron will occupy the dz square orbital this equation equivalent to splitting the degeneracy of the eg level so that dz square is of lower energy that is more stable and dx square y square is of higher energy that is less stable thus the two ligands approaching along the plus z and minus z directions are subjected to greater repulsion than the four ligands along plus x minus x plus y and minus y this causes tetragonal distortion with four short bonds and two long bonds in the same way mnf3 contains mn3 plus and a d4 configuration and forms a tetragonally distorted octahedral structures many cu in plus 2 state salts and complexes also show tetragonally distorted octahedral structures cu2 plus has a d9 configuration to minimize repulsion with the ligands two electrons occupy the dz square orbital and one electron occupies the dx square minus y square orbital thus the two ligands along minus z 
and plus z are repelled more strongly than are the other four ligands the examples above show that whenever the dz square and dx square minus y square orbitals are unequally occupied distortion occurs this is known as john taylor distortion the john taylor theorem states that any non linear molecular system in a degenerate electronic state will be unstable and will undergo some sorts of distortion to lower its symmetry and remove the degeneracy more simply molecules or complexes of any shape except linear which have an, an unequally filled set of orbitals either t to g or eg will be distorted in octahedral complexes distortion from the t to g level are too small to be detected however distortion resulting from uneven filling of the eg orbitals are very important now the heading is square planar arrangements if the central metal ion in a complex has a d8 configuration six electrons will occupy the t2g orbitals and two electrons will occupy the eg orbitals the arrangements is the same in a complex with weak field ligands the electrons are arranged as shown in a figure mentioned in this book the orbitals are symmetrically filled and a regular octahedral complex is formed for example by ni the plus 2 state ni h2o whole 6 to the power 2 plus and ni nh3 6 whole to the power 2 plus in both case ni is in plus 2 state the single electron in the d x square minus y square orbital is being repelled by four ligands whilst the electron in the d z square orbital is only being repelled by two ligands thus the energy of the d x square minus y square increases relatively to that of d z square if the ligand field is sufficiently strong the difference in energy between these two orbitals becomes larger than the energy needed to pair the electrons under these conditions a more stable arrangement arises when both the eg electrons pair up and occupy the lower energy d z square orbital this leaves the d x square minus y square orbital empty thus four ligands can now approach along the min plus x minus x plus y and minus y directions without any difficulty as the d x square minus y square orbital is empty however ligands approaching 
along the plus Z and minus Z directions meet very strong repulsive forces from the field DZ square orbital. Thus, only four ligands succeed in bonding to the metal. A square planar complex is formed, the attempt to form an octahedral complex being unsuccessful. The amount of tetragonal distortion that occurs depends on the particular metal ion and ligands. Sometimes the tetragonal distortion may become so large that the dz square orbital is lower in energy than the dxy orbital. In square planar complexes of CO in plus 2 state, Ni in plus 2 state and Cu in plus 2 state, the dz square orbital has nearly the same energy as the dxz and dyz orbitals. In PtCl4 whole to the power 2 minus, the dz square orbital is lower in energy than the dxz and dyz orbitals. Square planar complexes are formed by D8 ions with strong field ligands. For example, NiCn whole 4 to the power 2 minus. And in this case, Ni and nickel is in plus 2 state. The crystal field splitting delta 0 is larger for second and third row transition elements. And for more highly charged species, all the complexes of Pt in plus 2 state and Au in plus C state are square planar, including those with weak field ligands such as halide ions. Square planar structures can also arise from D4 ions in a weak ligand field. In this case, the dz square orbital only contains one electron. Now the subheading is tetrahedral complexes. A regular tetrahedron is related to a cube. One atom is at the center of the cube and four of the eight corners of the cube are occupied by ligands. The directions x, y and z points to the centers of the faces of the cube. The eg orbitals point along the x, y and z that is to the centers of the faces. The T2G orbitals point between X, Y and Z that is towards the centers of the edges of the cube. The direction of approach of the ligands does not coincide exactly with either the EG or the T2G orbitals. The angle between an EG orbitals, the central metal and the ligand is half the tetrahedral angle that means 109 degree 28 minute divided by 2 be equal to 54 degree 44 minute. The angle between a T2G orbital, the central metal and the ligand is 35 degree 16 minute. Thus the T2G orbital are nearer to the direction of the ligands than the EG orbitals.
Alternatively, the T2G orbitals are half the side of the cube away from the approach of the ligands, whilst the EG orbitals are half the diagonal of the cube away. The approach of the ligand raises the energy of both sets of orbitals. The energy of the T2G orbital is raised most because they are closest to the ligands. The crystal field splitting is the opposite way round to that of the octahedral complexes. The T2G orbitals are 0.4 delta T above the weighted average energy of the two groups. That means it is called the body center. And the EG orbitals are 0.6 delta T below the average. The magnitude of the crystal field splitting delta T in tetrahedral complexes is considerably less than the octahedral fields. Here delta T means delta subscript small t and small t stands for the tetrahedral complex. Okay, now there are two reasons for this. Number one, there are only four ligands instead of six, so the ligand field is only two-third the size. Hence, the ligand field splitting is also two-third the size. Number two, the direction of the orbitals does not coincide with the direction of the ligands. This reduces the crystal field splitting by roughly a further two-thirds. Thus, the tetrahedral crystal field splitting delta T is roughly 2 by 3 multiplied by 2 by 3 is equal to 4 by 9 of the octahedral crystal field splitting delta O. Strong field ligands cause a bigger energy difference between T2G and EG than weak field ligand. However, the tetrahedral splitting delta T is always much smaller than the octahedral splitting delta O. Here delta subscript O. O stands for octahedral. Okay. Thus, it is never energetically favorable to pair electrons and all tetrahedral complexes are high spin. The CFAC, CFAC already discussed previously, crystal field stabilization energy. So the CFAC in both octahedral and tetrahedral environments, you can find in a table in this book. This shows that for D0, D5 and D10 arrangement, the CFAC is zero in both octahedral and tetrahedral complexes. For all other electronic arrangements, there is some CFAC and the octahedral CFAC is greater than the tetrahedral CFAC. It follows that octahedral complexes are generally more stable and more common than tetrahedral complexes. This is partly because there are six bond energy terms rather than four, and partly because there is a larger CFAC term. Despite this, some tetrahedral complexes are formed and are stable. Tetrahedral complexes are favored, number one, where the ligands are large and bulky and could cause crowding in an octahedral complex. Number two, 
where attainment of a regular shape is important for tetrahedral structure d0 d5 d0 d2 d5 d7 and d10 configurations are regular some tetrahedral complexes which are regular are tiCl4 mnO4 minus FeO4 2 minus FeCl4 minus CoCl4 2 minus and ZnCl4 2 minus number 3 when the ligands are weak field and the loss in CFC is thus less important number 4 where the central metal has a low oxidation state this reduces the magnitude of delta number 5 where the electronic configuration of the central metal is d0 d5 or d10 as there is no cfc number 6 where the loss of cfc is small as for example d1 and d6 where the loss in cfc is 0.13 delta o or d2 and d7 where the loss is 0.27 delta o many transition metal chlorides bromides iodides form tetrahedral structures now the heading is chelates some of the factors that favor complex formation have already been mentioned number 1 small highly charged ions with suitable vacant orbitals of the right energy number 2 the attainment of a noble gas structure that means effective atomic number rule number 3 attainment of a symmetrical shape and a high cfc in some complexes a ligand occupies more than one coordination position thus more than one atom in the ligand is bonded to the central metal for example ethylene diamine forms a complex with copper ions in this complex the copper is surrounded by four nh2 groups thus each ethylene diamine molecule is bonded to the copper in two places for this reason ethylene diamine is called a bidentate group or ligand bidentate means literally two teeth a ring structure is thus formed in this case a pair of a five membered ring and such ring structure is called chelates chelos is the greek word for crab okay so chelated complexes are more stable than similar complexes with unidented ligands as dissociation of the complexes involves breaking two bonds rather than one some common polydentated ligands are listed in a figure in this book the more ring that are formed the more stable the complex is chelating agents with 3 4 and 6 donor atoms are known and are termed tridentate tetradentate and hexadentate ligands respectively an important example of the latter 
is ethylene diamine tetraacetic acid it is a hexadentate ligands this ethylene diamine tetraacetic acid bonds through two nitrogen and four oxygen atoms to the metal and so form five rings due to this bonding edta and edta is the short form of ethylene diamine tetraacetic acid this edta can form complexes with most metal ions even complexes with a large ions such as ca2 plus are relatively stable the ca2 plus edta complex is only formed completely at ph8 not at lower ph chelate compounds are even more stable when they contain a system of alternate double and single bonds this is better represented as a system in which electron density is delocalized and spread over the ring examples of this include acetyl acetone and porphyrin complexes with metals several chelate compounds are of biological importance hemoglobin in a red blood cells contain an iron porphyrin complex chlorophyll in green plants contain a magnesium porphyrin complex vitamin b12 is a cobalt complex and the cytochrome oxidase enzymes contain iron and copper the body contains several material which will form chelates compound with metals for example adrenaline citric acid and cortisone metal poisoning by lead copper iron chromium and nickel results in this material forming unwanted complexes thus preventing normal metabolism for this reason dermatitis from chromium or nickel salts is treated with edta cream lead and copper poisoning are treated by drinking an aqueous solution of edta these complexes with the unwanted lead or copper ions unfortunately it also complexes with other metal ions which are needed particularly ca2 plus the metal edta complexes are excreted in the urine the problem of excreting ca2 plus may be partly overcome by using the ca edta complex rather than edta itself now the heading is magnetism the magnetic moment can be measured using a goe balance which you can find in chapter number 18 later if we assume that the magnetic moment arises indirectly from unpaired electron spins then the spin only formula can be used to estimate n n the small n is the number of unpaired electrons this give reasonable agreement for complexes of the first row of transition metals mu s that means mu subscript s it is equal to whole root over n first bracket n plus 2 first bracket close 
Once the number of unpaired electrons is known, either the valence bond or the crystal field theory can be used to work out the shape of the complex, the oxidation state of the metal, and for octahedral complexes, whether inner or outer d orbitals are used. For example, for cobalt in plus 3 state forms many complexes, all of which are octahedral. Most of them are diamagnetic, but COF6 3 minus is paramagnetic with an observed magnetic moment of 5.3 bm capital B capital M this is the unit of magnetic moment so crystal field theory explains this CO in plus 2 state forms both tetrahedral and square planar 4 coordinate complexes this can be distinguished by magnetic measurements. However, orbital angular momentum also contributes to a greater or lesser degree to the magnetic moment for the second and third row transition elements. Not only is this contribution significant but spin orbit coupling may occur. Because of this, the spin only approximation is no longer valid and there is extensive temperature dependent paramagnetism. Thus, the simple interpretation of magnetic moments in terms of the number of unpaired electrons cannot be extended from the first row of transition elements to the second and third rows. The temperature dependence is explained by the spin orbit coupling. This removes the degeneracy from the lowest energy level in the ground state. Thermal energy then allows a variety of levels to be populated. Now the heading is extension of the crystal field theory to allow for some covalency. The crystal field theory is based on purely electrostatic attraction. At first sight, this seems to be a most improbable assumption. Nevertheless, the theory is remarkably successful in explaining the shapes of complexes, their spectra and their magnetic properties. Calculations can be carried out quite simply. The disadvantage of the theory is that it ignores evidence that some covalent bonding does occur in at least some transition metal complexes. Number 1. Compounds in the zero oxidation state such as nickel carbonyl that means Ni in zero state CO4 have no electrostatic attraction between the metal and the ligand thus the bonding must be covalent. Number 2. The order of ligands in a spectrochemical series cannot be explained solely on electrostatic grounds. Number 3. There is some evidence from nuclear magnetic resonance and electron spin resonance that there is some unpaired electron density on the ligands. This suggests the sharing of electrons and hence some covalency. The Raka inter-electron repulsion. The spelling of Raka is R-A-C-A-H. So the Raka inter-electron repulsion parameter, symbolized by capital B, 
is introduced into the interpretation of spectra. This makes some allowance for covalency arising from the delocalization of D electrons from the metal into the ligand. If B is reduced below the value for a free metal ion, then D electrons are delocalized onto the ligand. The more B is reduced, the greater the delocalization and the greater the amount of covalency. In a similar way, an electron delocalization factor denoted by small k can be used in interpreting magnetic measurements. Now the heading is molecular orbital theory. The molecular orbital theory incorporates covalent bonding. Consider a first row transition element forming an octahedral complex. For example, CO NH3 whole 6 to the power 3 plus. Here the cobalt CO in plus 3 state. Atomic orbital on CO3 plus which is used to make molecular orbitals are 3 d x square minus y square 3 d z square 4 s 4 p x 4 p y and 4 p z a 2 p atomic orbital from each nh3 containing a lone pair is also used to make molecular orbitals thus there are 12 atomic orbitals which combine to give 12 molecular orbitals, 6 bonding molecular orbitals and 6 antibonding molecular orbitals. The 12 electrons from the 6 ligand lone pairs are placed in the 6 bonding molecular orbitals. This accounts for the 6 bonds. The transition metals CO3 plus has other d orbitals which is so far been ignored. These are the 3dxy, 3dxz and 3dyz orbitals. These form non-bonding molecular orbitals and in CO3 plus they contain 6 electrons but contribute nothing to the bonding. The antibonding molecular orbitals all are empty. We would predict that the complex should be diamagnetic as all the electrons are paired. The complex should be colored since promotion of electrons from the non-bonding molecular orbitals to the anti-bonding EG star molecular orbital is feasible. The energy jumps delta O is 23,000 cm inverse. The six non-bonding D electrons are paired in this complex because delta O is larger than the pairing energy of 19,000 cm inverse. A similar molecular diagram can be drawn for the complex COF6-3-. However, the energies of the 2p orbitals on F- are much lower than the energy of the corresponding orbital on N in NH3. This alters the spacing of the molecular orbital energy levels. Spectroscopic measurements show that 
डेल्टा ओ इज थर्टीन थाउजेंड सी एम इनवर्स दस द गैप बिटवीन द नॉन बॉन्डिंग मलिकुलर ऑर्बिटल्स एंड द एंटी बॉन्डिंग इज इज स्टार मलिकुलर ऑर्बिटल इज लेस देन द पेयरिंग एनर्जी ऑफ नाइनटीन थाउजेंड सी एम इनवर्स दस द pair up as in the CONH3O63+ complexes because there is a net gain in energy if electrons are left unpaired the COF63- has four unpaired electrons and is a high spin complex while CONH363+ 2+3+ has no unpaired electrons and is a low spin complex thus the molecular orbital theory explains the magnetic properties and spectra of complexes equally as well as the crystal field theory both theories rely on spectra to measure the energy of delta o either theory may be used depending on which is the most convenient the molecular orbital theory is based on wave mechanics and so has the disadvantage that enthalpies of formation and bond energies cannot be calculated directly so far we have considered sigma bonding between ligands and the central metal the molecular orbital theory has the great advantage that it is easily extended to cover cover pi bonding pi bonding helps to explain how metals in low oxidation states that for example nico4 when ni in zero state can form complexes it is impossible to explain any attractive force in such a complex using the crystal field theory because of the lack of the charge on the metals pi bonding also helps to explain the position of some ligands in the spectrochemical series there are two cases number 1 where the ligands act as a pi receptor acceptor by accepting electrons from the central metal examples include co cn minus no plus and phosphines number 2 where the ligands act as a pi donors and transfer charges from ligand to the metal in pi interactions as well as sigma interactions pi bonding of this kind commonly occurs in oxo ions of metals in high oxidation state as for example MnO4 minus when Mn is in plus seven state, and CrO42 minus when Cr in plus six state. Now subheading is pi acceptors. Ligands such as CO, CN minus, NO plus are empty, have empty pi orbitals with the correct symmetry to overlap with the metal T2G orbitals, forming pi bonds. This is often described as back bonding. Normally the pi orbitals on the ligands are of high energy than the metal T2G orbitals. No more electrons are added to the scheme as the ligand pi orbitals are empty. But the pi interaction increases the value of delta O. This accounts for the position of these ligands as strong field ligands at the right of the spectrochemical series. now the heading is pi donors the ligand has field pi orbitals which overlap with the metal t2g orbitals giving a pi bond thus electron density is transferred from the ligand to the metal the sigma bonding also transfers charge 
टू द मेटल दिस टाइप ऑफ कॉम्प्लेक्स इज फेवर्ड वेन ए सेंट्रल मेटल हैज ए हाई ऑक्सीजेशन स्टेट एंड इज शॉर्ट ऑफ इलेक्ट्रॉन्स द लिग एंड पाई ऑर्बिटल्स आर लोअर इन एनर्जी देन द मेटल टी टू जी ऑर्बिटल डीलोकलाइजिंग पाई इलेक्ट्रॉन्स फ्रॉम द लिग एंड टू द मेटल इन दिस वे रिड्यूसेज द वैल्यू ऑफ डेल्टा इट इज नॉट ऑलवेज क्लियर इफ वाइट डोनर बॉन्डिंग हैज ऑकर्ड बट इट इज मोस्ट लाइकली विथ लिग एंड्स एट द लेफ्ट ऑफ द स्पेक्ट्रोकेमिकल सीरीज Now the heading is nomenclature of coordination compounds. The International Union of Pure and Applied Chemistry, that means IUPAC, publications nomenclature of inorganic chemistry in the year 1989. Blackwell Scientific Publishers contains the rules for the systematic naming of coordination compounds. The basic rules are summarized here. Number one, the positive ion is named first, followed by the negative ion. Number two. When writing the name of a complex the ligands are coded in alphabetical order regardless of the charge followed by the metal Number 3 when writing the formula of complexes the complex ion should be enclosed by square brackets The metal is named first then the coordinated groups are listed in the order Negative ligands neutral ligands positive ligands and alphabetically according to the first symbol within each group now the point a the names of the negative ligands end in o for example for f minus it is fluoro for cl minus chloro for br minus bromo for i minus iodo for h minus hydrido for oh minus hydroxo for o2 minus oxo for o22 minus peroxo hs minus mercapto s2 minus thio cn minus cyano no2 minus nitro number b neutral groups have no special ending examples include nh3 amine H2O aqua, CO carbonyl, and NO nitrosyl. The ligands N2 and O2 are called dinitrogen and dioxygen. Organic ligands are usually given their common names. For example, phenyl, methyl, ethylene diamine, pyridine, triphenylphosphine. Now, point number C. Positive groups end in dash IUM. as for example for nh2 bond nh2 it is the hydrogenium Num- now number 4 point where there are several ligands of the same kind we normally use the prefixes di tri tetra penta and hexa to show the number of ligands of that type an exception occurs when the name of the ligand includes a number as for example dipyridyl or ethylene diamine to avoid con- con- confusion in such cases bis tris and tetra kis are used instead of di tri and tetra 
and the name of the ligand is placed in brackets now point number 5 the oxidation state of the central metal is shown by a roman numerical in brackets immediately following its name that means no space as for example titanium no space in first bracket roman 3 first bracket close that means it can be written as titanium first bracket roman 3 first bracket close number 6 point complex positive ions and neutral molecules have no special ending but complex negative ions end at 8 that means dash ate number 7 if the complex contains two or more metal atoms it is termed polynuclear the bridging ligands with link the two metal atoms together are indicated by the prefix mu dash if there are two or more bridging groups of the same kind this is indicated by di dash mu dash tri dash mu dash etc bridging groups are listed alphabetically with the other groups unless the symmetry of the molecule allows a simpler name if a bridging group bridges more than two metal atoms it is shown as mu3 mu4 mu5 or mu6 to indicate how many atoms it is bonded to now point number 8 sometimes a ligand may be attached through different atoms thus m bond no2 is called nitro and m bond ono is called the nitrito similarly the sn group may bond m bond scn thiocyanato or m bond ncs isothiocyanato these may be named systematically thiocyanato dash s capital s or thiocyanato dash capital n to indicate which atom is bonded to the metal this convention may be extended to other cases where the mode of linkage is ambiguous now point number 9 if any lattice components such as water or solvent of crystallization are present these follow the name and are preceded by the number of these groups in arabic numerical this rules is illustrated by the following example i am giving one example for complex anion co first bracket nh3 first bracket close subscript 6 third bracket close cl3 and its name is hexa amine cobalt first bracket roman 3 first bracket close chloride and in similar way we can name according to this basic rules for the nomenclature of quotation compounds now the subheading is isomerism compounds that have the same chemical formula but different structural arrangements are called isomers 
Because of the complicated formula of many quotation compounds, the variety of bond types and the number of shapes possible, many different types of isomerism occur. Werner's classification into polymerization, ionization, hydrate linkage, coordination, coordination position, and geometric and optical isomerism is still generally accepted. Now, subheading polymerization isomerism. This is not true isomerism because it occurs between compounds having the same empirical formula but different molecular weights. Thus, PtNH2O2 Cl2, PtNH3O4, PtCl4, PtNH3O4, PtNH3Cl3O2 and PtNH3 whole thrice cl whole twice ptcl4 all have the same empirical formula polymerization isomerisms may only due to a different number of nuclei in the complex now ionization isomerism this type of isomerism is due to the exchange of groups between the complex ions and the ions outside it canh3 whole 5 br so4 is red violet and aqueous solution gives a white precipitate of BaSO4 with BaCl2 solution, thus confirming the presence of free SO4 2 minus ions. In contrast to the CONH3O5SO4, Br is red. A solution of this complex does not give a positive sulfate test with BaCl2. It does give a cream-colored precipitate of AgBr with AgNO3, thus confirming the presence of free Br- ions. Note that the sulfate ions occupies only one quadration position even though it has two negative charges. Now hydrate isomerism. Three isomers of CrCl3.6H2O are known. From conductivity measurements and quantitative precipitations of the ionized chlorine, they are have been given the following formula: CrH2O6 Cl3, it is the violet 3 ionic chlorine, or CrH2O5 Cl, Cl2.H2O, it is green 2 ionic chlorines, and CrH2O4 Cl2.Cl.2H2O, it is dark green 1 ionic chlorine. Now the subheading is the linkage isomerism. Certain ligands contain more than one atom which could donate an electron pair. In the NO2- ion, either N or O atoms could act as the electron pair donor. Thus, there is the possibility of isomerism. Two different complexes, CONH3O5NO2 Cl2 have been prepared, each containing the NO2- group in the complex ion. One is red and is easily decomposed by acids to give nitrous acid. It contains CO bond ONO and is a nitrato complex. The other complex is yellow and is stable to acids. It contains the CO bond NO2 groups and is a nitro compound. The two materials are represented in the figure mentioned in this book. This group of isomerisms also occur with other ligands such as SCN-. Now coordination isomerisms. When 
both the positive and negative ions are complex ions isomerism may be caused by the interchange of ligands between the anion and cation for example co nh3hol6 cr cn hol6 and cr nh3hol6 co cn hol6 intermediate types between these extremes are also possible now coordination position isomerism in polynuclear complexes and interchange of ligands between the different metal nuclei gives rise to positional isomerism an example is given in the figure now geometric isomerism or stereo isomerism in disubstituted complexes the substituted groups may be adjacent or opposite to each other this gives rise to the geometric isomerism the square planar complex such as pt nh3ol2 cl2 can be prepared in two forms cis and trans if the complex is prepared by adding nh4oh to a solution of pt cl42 minus ions the complex has a finite dipole moment and must therefore be cis the complex prepared by treating pt nh3ol4 to the power 2 plus with hcl has no dipole and must therefore be trans the two complexes are shown in figure in this book the same sort of isomerism can also occur in square planar chelet complexes if the cheleting group is not symmetrical an example of cis trans isomerism is found in the complex between glycine and platinum in a similar way disubstituted octahedral complexes such as co nh3ol4 cl2 to the power plus exist uh, in cis and trans forms now optical isomerism and one time it was thought that the optical isomerism was associated only with carbon compounds it exists in inorganic molecules as well if a molecule is asymmetric it cannot be superimposed on its mirror image the two forms have the type of symmetry shown by the left and right hands and are called an enantiomorphic pair the two forms are optical isomers they are called either dextro or levo often shortened by small d or small l this depends on the direction they rotate the plane of the polarized light in a polarimeter d rotates to the right and l rotates to the left optical isomerism is common in octahedral complexes involving bidentate groups example co en ol2 cl2 divide plus shows cis and trans forms that means geometric isomerism in addition to cis form is optically active and still in d and l forms making a total of 3 isomers optical activity occurs also in polynuclear complexes this has been resolved into two optically active forms d and l and an optically inactive form which is internally compensated and is called the mesoforms and with this it is the end of the chapter chemical coordination compounds